Welcome back, everybody, to Pick and Roll. We're here on Friday, giving you the show on the board on YouTube. The board is the NBA content division of the Hammer Betting Network. So if you've been enjoying the content or are enjoying for the first time today, please make sure you are subscribed to the channel. Help us on the road to 600 subs, eventually 1,000 subscribers. And please make sure to hit that like button to help support along the way. Also, for more sports betting content, visit, of course, thehammer.bet at 12 p.m. on the Forward Progress YouTube channel eastern time there will be a player prop breakdown for the two games happening this weekend over there but uh here we talk about the nba and just to preface uh to go in fully transparent on today's episode we did have to change why oh sorry sorry there i had a sound issue there uh my sound wasn't coming through we're all good sorry about that guys Full transparency for today's episode, we gave Pips like extra half hour here. Uh, unfortunately, there just really was nothing that he felt comfortable providing to you guys as an official bet for today. Um, transparency, transparency is definitely important to us and just respecting you guys is obviously very important to us. So um, I think we felt it was best not to force you guys into betting something that Pips himself would not uh, give his full confidence on to actually make a play. So what we will do instead, we'll present some leans a little bit later on. And we know that from the recap, as we go into today, the losing play did occur as a result of an injury to Luka Doncic. So DraftKings is actually going to be providing a free bet back on that one. So there will be a free bet for you guys to use. We'll be also providing some sort of lean on what you can do with that free bet. Hopefully that comes in tonight. Maybe something that goes into tomorrow as well, but we're going to be providing leans and also something you can use with that free bet. So let's talk about that. I mean, nothing to talk about with Luka Doncic, really. He left after three minutes. Um, there's nothing you can do to prepare for that. Kyrie Irving, though, uh, it just seemed like all throughout the game, it, he was going to cover. He was pretty on, on the money against the Pistons here. In the Nets' loss as well. Yeah, <laughs> Kyrie was making incredible shots all over the place, playing a played amazing game, one of the best season of one of the best games of the season. What from what I saw from him this season, and Nets just couldn't get any stops. Like when Claxton sits down, they will get like ten straight possessions without being being able to get a one stop. Like. It was amazing game. I'll just check one, one stat with I. It was so interesting to to, to see throughout the game. So yeah, Jalen Duran had 17 points. Like and and all every point was like dunk. He was dunking like like I think he has like five to six dunks. It it was pretty amazing. Like like. For a couple of straight possessions, he'll just be wide open under the rims. So many miscommunications on the Nets' defense, and yeah, their defense uh, without K, which is interesting. Uh, people will think like their offense will have problems without KD, but it's actually very more pro- problematic on defensive end, and they miss KD a lot. And yeah. we also discuss about one thing. I don't know if you say saw the one. Uh, interview after the game when he was like uh, I think he was frustrated with Ben Simmons like uh, I, he said like bruised knee or something like I didn't see it I didn't see it um, yeah. was it about it was, a Ben Simmons injury yeah he was like he was talking about TJ Warren and he actually said TJ Warren had actual injury and Ben Simmons was just soft like not with the exact words, but when you listen to it, you can see, you can see, you can hear it. I, I mean, it, obviously, like Jack Vaughn wasn't probably uh, part of the discussion in get acquiring Ben Simmons in that trade, but it's just not very surprising at this point. Um, I, I, it's, it, I honestly feel bad because I do feel like there are bigger forces at play with Ben Simmons. I, I don't think like he's like willfully trying to avoid games because he just doesn't want to play. I, I, I genuinely think there's there's something going on inside that it's just tough for him to express there. And I, I just yeah. it, I, I, I just feel bad. I just feel bad, honestly. It's like like grown man. He, he, he was like trying to get from some, some screaming, got slapped in, slapped in the face. But it was like girl slapped, like not 
<laughs> nothing serious. And he was like, he went outside and went to the locker room. Like I was like, like 99 yeah. of the players were just like, okay, and continue playing. Like he almost started like crying. I didn't know what, what was going on. And he went to the locker room and he stayed there for like a couple of minutes. And they said he didn't come back because of knee soreness. <sighs> and and they, it was like five point game, and it, it, they needed him there, out there. Like I think they could win with him, with him just defending there. Like, yeah, I I don't know if I'm like going soft. But like I I genuinely like I I don't like that at all, of course. But I I just for a player like Ben Simmons, it just feels like like maybe there's some sort of mental health issue. Maybe there's something going on. That's why I kind of refrain from going like super deep on him as maybe I, I would have done a year or two ago. But um, I mean, I'm not a Brooklyn Nets fan. If I was, I'd be immensely frustrated as a result of that. Um, one thing. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. This is this is what he had, like zero points and one rebound. OK, he had a couple of seasons. Just got to be. Yeah, the, the man is getting paid, especially yeah. he's just got to be better. I think that also factors in like he's getting paid to be a superstar player and he's, he's just not he's just not on the court. That has to factor in as well with the frustration. Uh, I did want to go back to what you said about Kevin Durant. Obviously, be able to talk about how good Kevin Durant is offensively. You made a good point. Kevin Durant has been quite great on defense this season as well. And he's a significant part of what the Brooklyn Nets do defensively and part of the reason why they continue to win. So uh, I'm glad you did shout out that. But a winner over there. Uh, second one, this will kind of lead into the discussion I, I wanted to talk about. The, the refund DraftKings gave out. So obviously, well, you know, let's talk about the game first of all. No Luka Doncic for 45 minutes of this game. The Phoenix Suns still lost, though. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie, 36 points. Phoenix only managed to score 95 in this game. They lose by four. Um, I kind of wanted, so somebody in a comment, uh, I'll try to find it here. They said, uh, did, did Spencer Dinwiddie win this game or did... Phoenix lose this game. Like, which one was more relevant to the way the outcome? If that makes sense. So yeah, the DVD had a, a massive game. Like he just so in control from like the first second to the last second of the game. Like he he was amazing. I just love when he like in the pick and roll he gets in front of his guard and just stay in front of him. Like do you know like slow get, having him on the back and then just go to the pull up shoot and get free throws because he's so close behind him or just go to the layup and yeah he was amazing so in control so like very intelligent game from from the Spencer Dinwiddie but I think of course he had an amazing game but I would say like for me in that game Marek's defense won the game there was there were no Nikola Luka Doncic there was no Wood mm-hmm. and Finney Smith was back yeah so so like <laughs> their defense was amazing. So without like they are probably their two worst def- defensive players. So I think they won the game with like Phoenix Suns scored 95 points. So they had like Reggie Bullock, Dorian Finney Smith, Dwight Fowell, Tim Hardaway Jr., Spencer Divindi, George Green, like uh, are even or positive defensive guys. And yeah, I think that's the reason. And yeah, uh, I mean, it makes sense the way that one went. Um, I, I guess when you take out two subpar defenders and you really dial in Jason Kidd style defense as well, the way he can kind of coach that team, um, still not a great result for the Suns. Uh, let's talk about the Doncic situation. So DraftKings is going to re- if you bet it at DraftKings, which is where we gave it out uh, officially, where Pips gave it out officially. Uh, you do get a refund in bonus bets here. I was fully expecting it to be nothing. So um, they do give out the bonus. In the past, there's been other sports books. Like uh, I think you talked about FanDuel gave a refund on Devin Booker when he got injured. Anthony Davis when he got injured early on in the game. There's been discussions on other parts of the Hammerbed Network on the Circles Off channel about free bets. Uh, it's been met mostly by the Sharp community with, I guess, criticism when sports books do it. But kind of wanted to hear your thoughts on when sportsbooks decide to give you a refund when a when a key player gets injured so early on in the game. I'm actually okay with it. I mean, like you, you have like good things and bad things about it, but like 
most people when Sluka Doncic in this example that Devin Booker they are on his over saying like this is a move that actually costs the money for sports book in the short term but in the long term they you can count on count on us guys folks people or anything and they make like that huge post and everyone is like thank you thank you thank you thank you it's a huge 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 positive for their brand for their marketing and it's a good move from them for them and it's a good for mostly like i i know that sharp people are not fan of it but recreational players get the money back get get the free bets so it's quite quite enjoyable for like most of the people so i'm okay with it yeah i i just just look like people obviously I, i think it's frustrating of course but at the end of the day injuries are part of the game it's very frustrating but the injury the possibility of injury is priced into the line that is set like there's always a threat of that happening but like you said, for the sports books, I guess it's up to them. The only thing they have to deal with when they refund like Doncic like this is that, you know, now the expectation is going to be that every time there's an injury early on into a game, that that should be refunded. So I think some more frustrations could be mounted because, well, you refunded this, but you're not refunding something else. Uh, but again, that's up for the sports book to handle on their own. And then another part of it is, well, like... I guess the Dallas Mavericks won this game. So if Dallas were to have lost, would you refund the Dallas money line? People may say that it's just, but again, it's up to the sports book to make those decisions. Yeah. That's, that's not like refunding the money line. Like, come on, like that's for for sure. But you know, if I bet on Dallas and Luka Doncic plays three minutes in Dallas, I mean, they probably should have lost this game as a result. Like that's a massive swing to, the money line and the spread like you wouldn't see me complaining about this stuff I, i'm just saying that this is like the extent of it at the end of the day this comes probably like we talked about it right before the show started this is probably a marketing sort of thing so yeah. this is likely coming out of the marketing budget for DraftKings because this looks really good because now people are going to continue to play on DraftKings because they're going to get that free bet they're going to use that if they win they're going to probably use that money again um Maybe if you're not as in tune with, I guess, sharper sports gambling, you might lose all that money back. So that's probably the expectation there. And also people see that on DraftKings and maybe they're more likely to bet their next bet on DraftKings. Like, well, if a player gets injured, then at least I'm covered over there. So um, I don't know. I I guess there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, yeah, there is not nothing wrong with that. With everyone that says that there is something wrong, I I will look to hear their arguments and discuss it with them because like there's a, some like uh, won't say anything like about this. But with, you said like money line and everything. Like I think that's just spoiled, spoiled people. Like come on, like for sure, real. for sure. Like for me, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm comfortable yeah. taking the loss on Doncic, but from yeah. from a betting perspective. I'll enjoy it, right? I get the free bet. I'm not going to ask for anything, but if I get it, then sure. I'm going to use yeah, that free bet. Yeah, exactly. Like, you just need to, like, be in the state, like, okay, that's their goodwill. They are giving me money this time. I'm not, like, supposed to get it every time, and that, that's it. Like, I know people are not like this and not thinking like this. They they think they're, like, I, I, I can't find the right word to explain it. Why? But, like, entitled, like, People feel yeah, like yeah. entitled from some like so, yeah. So yeah, it, it, okay. It, I it, think it's, it's a great, it's a great gesture for them to do it. I, I, I like, yeah, I like, like this. It, it's great for them to do it. Uh, you, you shouldn't really like uh, expect it, but it's nice to have it when it's there. Okay, I think yeah. I think that's a good way to kind of round it all off there. So we'll take it and we'll talk about some leans later on that we maybe we can use that free bet. Maybe this could be a little bit of a sort of insight into strategy using free bets because people tend to ask questions about that. Before that, though, uh, we do want to talk a little bit about the big news the NBA yesterday. The all-star starters were selected yesterday. And uh, I kind of wanted to see if you felt like there were any surprises there. Anybody you feel like should have made it that didn't. uh, I'll pull it up here. So Western Conference All-Star starters, uh, the full teams haven't been picked, but the starters are here. 
Western Conference, it is LeBron James, who is the captain, Steph Curry, Luka Doncic, Nikola Jokic, and Zion Williamson. On the Eastern Conference side, uh, there was a lot of debate about who should be the forwards here, but it is Giannis, who is the captain, Jason Tatum, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and Donovan Mitchell as the starters over there. So, Pips, uh, I guess we'll bring it over to you. Do you feel like anybody was snubbed, first of all? And second of all, uh, I think your answer is, I think I know your answer already, but do you think the NBA should drift away from positional starting fives in the all-star game? Yeah, of course. Yeah, that, that's, I, I'm not, I'm huge fan of them removing the, the positions because you just can't have an, this and no Embiid here. Like Yes, he's in the thumbnail today. <laughs> that's absurd. Like, yeah, and yeah, it's, I don't think Kyrie Irving deserves to be here. Like he he had a good season. He's playing pretty well, but like Embiid should be there, and I think one another guy should be there before Kyrie, and that's James Harden. You like, uh, do you feel? Uh, I I guess Kyrie for the missed time. I I, I suppose the passing you. Um, I, I'm just trying to think. I feel like I feel like I'd still go with Kyrie Irving, just the just outstanding way he's playing. But it's tough to ignore also James Harden, who who will be an All Star as well, maybe not in the starting five. I think from a positional standpoint, yeah. Um, why do I have to choose between Giannis, Tatum, Durant, and Embiid when very obviously Joel Embiid should be starting this game? Also, not to mention the fact that there's technically no center in the starting five for the Eastern Conference here. So um, you could easily list Jason Tatum as a shooting guard for that. I, I don't think you need to list really at all the way the NBA is today. The best five players in the conference, like, you know, these accolades matter. These accolades matter towards discussion, towards legacy, and, and they matter towards the players. Um, like Joel Embiid is going to be sour that he's not in the starting five here. And it's just because yeah. it's positionally locked. Yeah. We could also talk about the Western Conference. Like, should Shea be be there before Zion? Yeah, that that was going to be um, the next thing I brought up there. But I also feel like Shea might feel a little <laughs> bit hard done by for this list. But he's not going to. He's really not going to be there ahead of Steph Curry or Luka Doncic. Yeah, um, of course. There's just no way. But. but as you said, like with Embiid, like I, I think Shea is better than Zion. Like yes, um, I, I definitely agree there. So, um, I guess they have the right to be frustrated. As far as for it being positionally locked, I, I, I can't really see anybody else having slipped in here. Um, I, I guess the James Harden one is interesting. I, I still feel like I'd go with Kyrie Irving before I go with James Harden. Uh, the chat as well. Jalen Brown has a has an argument. I mean, this I, is votes. Like people decided. I mean, like, uh, yeah, yeah. This is fan voted. Right? Yeah, so, Zion obviously like has I don't know like four and a half million votes, and we have Shea with two. So of course, like yeah, there is no way. Yeah. Like even if you make it positionless, like there is no way. But in, in that said, like Joel Embiid is fourth. Like. Above Kyrie Irving and Donovan and Mitchell. Don Mitchell. Yeah. And I think Donovan Mitchell is very more deserving than, than Kyrie Irving from my side. Yeah. Um, makes sense. I mean, the arguments completely make sense. I, I guess the yeah. fan vote is really marketing. Uh, we've talked a lot about marketing today, but it is marketing. It gets people talk about it online. It gets people involved with the NBA uh, website. It used to be you post on Twitter uh, up until last season. So even more exposure to the NBA that I think they were upset that Andrew Wiggins became an all-star starter because there was a, I believe it was a K-pop star who tweeted him out and like single-handedly got him into an all-star starting position as crazy as that sounds. Did you not know that? No. Okay, there was, I, uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if they were, I don't know if it was a, uh, a member of BTS, a, a massive uh, group, but a, a K-pop star or something along the lines tweeted Andrew Wiggins hashtag NBA all-star and something about get this guy like an all-star star position. And that tweet alone got him enough votes that he was a starter, even though players, media and coaches, I believe all have a say in starters. There is such a big factor on um, 
the tweets that went out that that single tweet was too much for the players combined with media combined with coaches to pick the all-star starters because the tweets mattered so much so i'm like they didn't explicitly say but i'm like a hundred percent sure that's why there's no more um tweeting for all-star starters and instead it's just online so you can't like a, a famous person can't abuse that but that's yeah. the way the system was drawn um I'm not saying Andrew Wiggins isn't a good player, by the way, but like in respectful as possible, he should not have even been an all-star, let alone an all-star starter. That being said, okay, like, uh, you know what? C- congratulations to him. I don't, I don't want to sound like a hater there, but just, I mean, let's be honest. Let's be honest, right? Uh, all right, enough on that. Let's go to the betting segment here. So no, again, fully transparent, guys. Um, as we mentioned can, earlier. Yeah. I can just go through every game and like, how do I see and what bets to take a look or like what to stay away from for sure um i i i can also provide a couple of uh i'll, I'll provide a couple later on uh if you guys yeah. <laughs> care about that one as well but full transparency as we mentioned earlier on the show no official picks for today uh because like like we said we respect the viewers uh Pips definitely doesn't want to give out anything that he would not give his seal of approval on so we don't want to force you guys to bet anything that maybe us ourselves would not bet so uh, we are going to talk about some leans. And also, because DraftKings did give out that refund of the Doncic bet, we're going to consider using what we can do with that free bet and also talk about free bet strategies. But you take it away, Pips. So we can just go to the slate. And, like, can you just open the DraftKings on your screen and share it? Like, yes. play pro. Uh, like, points. points For any game? Yeah, I can just entire slate. So, like, from, from every game, like. Sure. All right. So, yeah. DraftKings stream is open. Let's go to Milwaukee. And let's look at player props. Yeah. So, I mean, we can do it like that. But I'll just say, like, this is a bit difficult game because Nemhard, Nesmith, and Turner are questionable, so it, it hugely depends on if they decide to play or not. So obviously, if, if like they have like at least Nemhard and, and, and Nesmith playing, it is a huge spot to bet Giannis over because if there's not Miles Turner, I think he crushed this line. But obviously, it's a ball concern, and if there were every player possible being out. It's a difficult game, and I decided to stay away. This is a difficult game to bet because, like, you can bet Giannis over, and he could have like 28 in like two and a half quarters, and it's a blowout. He never came back, and we lose this bet. So, like, difficult game to bet on. But if the, everyone is in for for the paces, you can later on probably bet Giannis over 30 and a half points. Should be a good spot for him. So Do that's about. Do you think if all the Pacers are in that this line will drop, or do you think it will go up because there's less of a threat of a blowout? I as think it will go up. I think it, it will go up. Too. Okay. Yeah. So I guess so on t- top of we that. We can one. also check where he's he gets the best price. I think that's like the great move. Uh, yeah, it's FanDuel is minus one eighteen, one hundred and eighteen. So you you probably you obviously don't want to bend minus one twenty five, and you can get minus one eighteen. But I spend so line shopping is huge. <laughs> Always line shop, by the way, guys. Yeah, can't, can't if, if you have option, yeah, you need just need to do it. Like if you get like that's like comparing this minus one eighteen and minus one twenty five, like that's seven cents, like seven points of units. Like combine that with five five hundred bets over the season, and you'll be surprised with how much. Yeah. units you you are it, giving away it, it really adds up like I'll, I'll pull up for for Giannis this is Giannis's point specifically here I'm using betstamp.app to do this um yeah. minus 118 as he's on FanDuel like like some other books even have this at 31 and a half already and yeah. just just a simple like it took me three seconds to pull up it's it's well worth your time yeah okay um let's go to the second game here Grizzlies at Timberwolves um here are the point lines if you're interested in those so i'll just say like we just can't bet in this game right now because desmond bay is questionable rudy gobert is questionable and the most important part is rudy gobert being questionable so if he's out 
Wolves' defense entirely change and Wolves' offense entirely change. So, like, it's di- different scenarios. Like, uh, John Morant is at 28 and a half, and I think that's pretty pretty sharp line here. Like, if it was uh, like 27 and a half, I will lean over. But with Bain questionable, they give up, give up one point. So it's 28 and a half, and so I don't know what to do with it, especially with it being juice like. Jamarant is a no-bet for me in, in this game. On the other side, we had Anthony Edwards in, in grade four, but he's going against Dylan Brooks with help of Jaren Jackson Jr. So, like, good luck with that. Like, yeah, obviously, Edwards can score still 30 points, but is it realistic? Probably not. He, he, is, is it something that will he do? Like, if, if they play 10 games, is this something you expect for him to do, like, six to seven times? Probably not. So like, there is no value that, and, spe- and especially with these questionable guys, you don't know what can you expect in this game. So we are two two games less to even consider betting because all these questionable players. Yeah, makes sense. I mean, you always look at defensive matchups. If Rudy Gobert is there, then there's drop coverage. You look for a guy who can shoot in mid range. If he is playing, then uh, sorry, if he's not playing, then obviously more stuff is available at the rim. But then it's tough to to gauge. What's going to happen there, and uh, who's going to be the primary scorer? So, um, smarter that one. Let's go to Miami and Orlando for this one. Florida battle. Yeah, Florida battle, and we are like three and a half more months into the season, and this is the first game of, between these two teams. And I was like, uh, like especially on on the Miami side, like Adebayo doesn't have a very favorable favorable matchup against the Vendel Carter. Jimmy Butler is in a terrible form. Like I think he got he get over this line in like three out of the last ten, and he gets some poor games. Like even no rebounds, no assists, no points. Like I don't know what's going on with Jimmy. And the second part, like third guy, Tyler Hero. Like okay, Orlando Magic allows the most, almost the like second or third most threes, but Hero can't make a shot. Like he he Tyler Hero like. Over the last, I'll just check, like, but I think it's pretty clear. So, Tyler Hill, since, since coming back to, from, from the injury, is just now and six from 36 from three. So, like, like one from eight, like, this is interesting. Like, one from eight, zero from seven, one from seven, zero for, from two. Like, like, he can make a shot. Like, I don't know what's going on with him. So his shooting dropped from like 40% from three to 36% from three in the scratch of like six games. Like that's so not a good like game for like from for props betting for any of the magic guy and uh, for, for, for the heat guys. And you don't want to bet Orlando magic players over against the heat. And unders are a bit questionable because like. The lines are a bit lower. So last game we had Franz Wagner at 20 and a half. Now he's 18 and a half. Wendell Carter was 15 and a half, actually 16 and a half. Now he's 13 and a half. So I think the book is did pretty good job with setting the lines. And I don't know what to bet in this game. Like I don't think anything has any value. Like yeah. So uh, yeah, makes sense. Difficult, difficult yeah. spot. Uh, let me just pull up the next game here on the slate: uh, Cleveland and the Thunder. One of the props. So, yeah, if you take a look at this game, oh, like I'll pull it up. Sorry, yeah. it just disappeared there. Okay, but we only have two players up, and oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Donovan Mitchell, Jay, Jay and Jalen Williams. Donovan Mitchell is questionable, and that changed completely. Like. Even the spread, even the flow of the game, like kind of the matchups, everything that changed completely everything. But Jalen Williams could be a good spot to bet over because there is no Dorst. Shea will get all the possible attention. And Jalen Williams is actually playing pretty, pretty good lately. Uh, he's improving game by game, but also like 13 and a half uh, rookie, like that's always a gambling. To play in difficult like matchup, like, like Cleveland Cavaliers are very very good defense playing on slow pace, and it will be a 
like I think it, it, this is even like even difficult game for like guys like Shea and like Jalen did have like so yeah only two props Mitchell questionable difficult game for Shea like not betting I am not for betting his overs in this game of course he can cover but that will require some unbelievable shooting night for him and I'm not I'm just not a huge fan of it. And so if you are not betting Shea over like what we are doing here because we don't have anything up. So one less game. So that's four games that's no value. Like, Yeah. And the, the final game months. is the Raptors. My Raptors, they are away at the Golden State Warriors. So I had so many ideas for this game. And I, will, I was actually close to betting Draymond Green over. But his PRI, lines is... 23 and a half. I think that's a bit high. I still lean over, but I think that's a that's a bit high right now. Like 23 and a half PRIs. So in the last game, can you just explain how the Toronto Raptors were defending Draymond Green? <laughs> okay, well, Draymond Green is not a threat from a shooting standpoint. Um, so the Raptors decided, at least initially in the game, that they were just straight up not going to guard him. And I think he made three three-pointers in the first two minutes of the game because they just literally left him wide open. So th- this is kind of a high-variance situation on Draymond Green overs because he's going to have the shots. It's just, especially if he misses a couple early, he may stop taking them entirely. But uh, Draymond Green is going to be open for some three-pointers today. It's just... Yeah the variance there is probably a little bit too high on me. And he actually showed that he can knock them out. Like if he just ignored the first month of the season, he's shooting 35% from the three, like 30, close to 35%. That's actually pretty decent. And it's not like he ain't shooting any, like he's shooting, I think average two, two attempts a game over the last, even more like two and a half attempts a game over the last, three three months and yeah if he gets wide open every possession i think he will take like five to six and if he, he makes two and one layup he's over this line mm-hmm. i i like him rebounds because Looney is going on to bench and you have draymond green start starting at the five jordan Poole is starting he ain't rebound he's not rebounding at all steve curry is like above average rebounder, but still coming back from the injury. So I don't expect him to be like heavily involved into, into rebounding. Clay Thompson is not a good rebounder. We don't know if Wiggins is going to play. So it, so I'm like, like lean over Draymond Green points, lean over Draymond Green rebounds, and uh, at the last lean over Draymond Green assists. So... Yeah. All combined could be like a good, but PRI lines is 23 and a half. Like that's huge, like huge, huge, huge line. And if yeah. he like gets eight points, nine rebounds, that's 17. If he gets six assists, he's still under, even though he went over the points and rebounds line. So needs to he needs to get over points line, rebounds line, and uh, assist line to get over this. Like it, it's it's huge line. They are giving like. I expected it to be like 22 and a half or you know, 21 and a half, but 23 and a half is just huge. But you could just do like same game parlay, bet the lowest line, like six plus points, five plus assists, seven plus rebounds. And that's total of 18 PRIs and it's priced at minus 115 at, at DraftKings. But when you are betting PRIs, like he could, he could get like, he had 17 points in the last game. So he, of course, had an easy job to just cover every uh, the rest of it with rebounds and assists. Like he gets like 15 peer, uh, rebounds and assists almost every game. So he just needs like nine points. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, also, I, I like. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, that's just on, uh, talking about Damon uh, Green. The another bet that was eyeing is Pascal Siakam. And that's because the way the that's the way the the Golden, Golden State Warriors are defending. They just have a rim protection, like they'll just pull out and leave, like whoever can shoot, like from like 
three, three to five, three to ten feet away from the rim, will have like wide open hook shot, mid range shot, floater shot against the Golden State Warriors. And Pascal Siakam is actually like scoring like almost fifty percent from of his shots oh. are in that area. Area he's, like he's so deadly in mid range. Yeah, but like not deep mid range, but like free throw line extended yeah, yeah. and. Yeah, that that area and also closer, like five to six feet from the rim. Like he, he's he's m- massive there, and yeah, great matchup for him. Uh, not a great matchup, like inside against the Draymond Green at five. That's a bit difficult because Draymond Green is like probably in my kid, my opinion, the best defensive player of all times, and to go against him in there, like it's difficult. It's very difficult, but if he's just going to like get back to defend the rim and leave you wide open, like seven, eight, ten feet shots, Siakam should be in, in, a, in a good spot here to, to cover this line because he will have the usage, he will have the attempts. He just needs to make it and score over. But 24 and a half in the scary line for Pascal because like. I think there are 10, 10 games in the season where, where, where he scored like 23, 22, or 24 points. Like he'll always in that area. So you are just like one shot away from him going over or under, like almost in every scenario. Like, so it's just like huge variance there. And I decided to stay away. I expected them to have a 21 and a half alternative line, but they don't. They only have 22 as the lowest. If they had 21 and a half, I think I would go with Pascal Siakam over 21 and a half and Fred Van Fleet assist or Scotty Barnes assist. Scotty Barnes cleared the alternative line four or more assists in nine of the last ten, but betting Scotty Barnes is like no go for me. So, yeah, high high variance on Scotty Barnes. This kind of depends what mood he's in. Yeah, and I don't want to bet anyone from the Golden State Warriors, besides Green, because I just don't know what's the plan for Nick Nurse. He'll target two players. So he'll target probably Steph Curry and Clay Thompson to just get them off the ball and, and try to like stop them from shooting. So Jordan Poole could have a good game, but you never know it. You just never know with Nick Nurse. So I'm yeah. trying to stay away from betting against the Raptors. I, I, I'm just, I, I was also kind of thinking, so Draymond Green, I like I like the positions on Draymond Green um, just because, I, well, the Raptors are going to be playing really small today. Coloco, like the only big that actually plays the Raptors, he just got recalled from the 905 or the G League team. So uh, I don't know if he features much. And if he does, I think the Golden State Warriors torch him off the court because they're just going to, expose them on the perimeter uh defensively speaking when the raptors go to their bench which is where they play achua the only big that well along with Boucher actually plays they've been playing zone recently with achua at the base which he's a good rebounder but from a size perspective that could provide some rebounding opportunities to players i i like if you decide to play zone against the warriors that's that's what I'm thinking. Like they've been doing that, but I don't I don't think they're gonna do it here. <laughs> you just get the Draymond Green in the middle and with all the shooting around him, like you you get murdered there. Yeah, that's they've been doing that. It's been working well. It did really well as Kings. That being said, obviously, if it comes to Golden State, that's a completely different beast. So yeah. I, if they do, like this is why I kind of like the Draymond Green stuff as, as well going into this one um, because I, I think he'll be involved. It's just tough finding the right way to get him involved. Um, you know, yeah, but... it, it will be like Draymond Green dribble handoffs and they blitz the shooting guy. Like yeah, they will blitz the guy that will be so that guy and he receives the ball, he can just lob it for Draymond Green to for a wide open laps, right? I think we'll see that entire game, and then we'll see like it's so complex. But then what we see is high tagger on 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 on, uh, on Raymond Green. So probably I don't know like the closest guy from the weak side will get in front of Raymond to prevent the wide open layups, and then what can Raymond Green do? Get to the line, shoot a contested layup, or 
kick the or just kick the ball out to the wide open guy in the corner from the guy that is that 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 is rotation doing the rotation so that brings us to us to Demon Green scoring Demon assist assist because if he decide to score it's good to for PRI line if he decide to get the ball the ball to the guy in the corner it's good for PRI it's good for assist and if this guy miss a shot, their demon green will have a mismatch inside for an offensive rebound. So everything works. If they blitz the screen or they play the zone, everything works for for demon green PRIs. So yeah, that, that's why I love it. But like I say, like high line, like they are actually like set it pretty pretty good. Yeah, they they set it accordingly. Um... I, I guess like I was just kind of playing around with the same game parlay tool there. Like I, I kind of Siakam matches up quite well against the Warriors and he's very consistently hitting 20. So if you can get like Siakam 20 plus paired with like Draymond Green, seven plus, like Pip said, you know, you get two threes plus a layup. He's going to clear that line. Um, or if you get the eight plus in that case for even better odds. Um, I also like I, I have had considerable success recently in going with Steph Curry unders against the Raptors just because Nick Nurse is just going to, Jesus Christ, they're going to have a, a gun on this guy as soon as he enters. 27 and a half right now on Steph Curry, which is a little bit juiced, minus 120. Um, the historical data isn't like massive because it's from previous seasons, but uh, in the last four games against the Raptors, he's had 10, 23, 11, and 12 points. So. The Raptors are comfortable blitzing him. I also think that's like a little bit of an opportunity in the assists. Let me just see the line. It's six and a half. Like those are yeah. some leans that I go for on Curry there. He had four, four, five straight unders. Like I, I have one additional, like 12, 11, 23, 10, and 24. Yeah. Five, five unders. So, yeah. but, but again, two of those are from 2018. So like that's a long time ago. Um, two are from 2021, but definitely like Nurse is content losing to the Warriors if it's not Steph Curry beating him. And we've seen Nick Nurse, like even in a full final series, defending Steph Curry. Like they are, they just want to take his game away. So uh, those are some yeah, uh, some other leans. I agree. That's what I said. But like, I, I think, so I, I actually see like Steph are shooting two for 16 and two for 10 in those two games. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's amazing. Crazy. But there was um the game I'm trying to remember specifically which game. I believe it was the the one where he got 12 points and 8 assists. Uh but he didn't shoot well. He he did play really well though because he he created for so many of his teammates. I I'm pretty sure the Raptors lost that game. Yeah, Curry in that game where he shot 2 for 10 was a plus 19 because they blitzed the hell out of him, but he was like, "Okay, then everybody else is going to score." So yeah, um, I would actually so interesting part like Steph Curry had 12, 12 points, but Jordan Poole and Andrew Wiggins scored thirty three and 30, 32. So I would love if the Wiggins is out there, like he will be the guy that will be wide open, like he will get zero attention, and that will be the guy to bet over in this game. But he's not healthy, so yeah, it's difficult. And also in both of these games, Draymond Green covered his PRI lines easily. Like he had 10 points, 9 rebounds, and 10 assists. And then he had like 4 points, 14 rebounds, and 8 assists. And that's with starting with Kevin Looney. So, yeah, I think everything is in the way to bet Pascal Siakam and Draymond Green. Or some combinations between these two guys. Okay. Um, so, I was asking about Gary Trent Steels. It, it's just... like it, it's it, He's going to go... It's just so hard to... It's a high variant spot. Like Trent can give you like you know three, four steals. You can all give you zero. He's gonna, he's definitely gonna be like fighting for those. But it, it's just tough to predict on a consistent basis that sort of metric. So um, I, I, I kind of struggle to handicap that one. Um, although I think we've given enough leans here. We've gone quite a while. Just maybe one or two minutes here. Um, the free bet is coming. Is there anything maybe you've seen that? you want to take a stab at, or maybe just some insight into using free bets and the best way to maximize your EV on those? I'll just say like six, five, and seven combination 
triple single for Draymond Green betting every hit his line on the lowest to go over. And you, I think you can talk about free bets. Like I think you are using them more than me because my access to this book is a book. That's so true. That's not, not um, so with free bets, uh, you should definitely look to take some shots with your free bets uh, because your expected value here. I mean, like if you lose the bet, you're kind of in the same spot here. I know in this case, you got refunded for the Doncic once you kind of feel like you've lost that. I would say you should probably just ignore the fact that you lost a Doncic bet. Like just chalk that up to a loss. Focus on how you're going to maximize your free bet at this point. So look for some big plays because at the end of the day, like it's it's risk-free. But you have to, at the minimum, get plus 100 on your free bets. Yeah. I would say like you're probably looking to get more than plus 100. You absolutely should never use your free bet on a, a minus line because you're not even making that amount back yeah Feel free just take some long shots yeah yeah I, I, I was like to say like 250 to 3 plus 300 is probably like the optimal way to go for me and for my calculations on that one so sometimes i look to also like just just for fun with a free bet this is not really uh any sharp strategy or whatsoever i i do enjoy kind of going for season long plays just because you know it's a free bet and it's a free sweat throughout the season I kind of had interest yesterday when we were looking at DPOY odds. We were looking at Nick Claxton at plus 700. I agree that Jaron Jackson Jr. should be favorite. I don't know if he's that strong of a favorite here. I think a lot can go wrong in like the the 30-plus games that we have remaining in the season for that one. Jaron Jackson Jr. is no stranger to injuries. If anything happens there, then 100% he cannot get the award. Like I'm not hoping for anything like that at all, but I just think minus 200 for a player with this many games left in the season where I don't think it's wrapped up. Like the rookie of the year award is pretty much wrapped up. I, I think that it's a, it's a big long shot, understandably, but I think that there might be a little bit of value on how high the numbers are there for a player like Claxton. What do you think about that? Yeah. When it, when if it's uh, to injury concern, I agree because Jaron Jackson is injury prone and he could be just have an injury next week and sit out the next of the, the rest of the season and then Claxton is winning but I see it as a, the only scenario for him to win to win it because yeah. without KD Nets defense will drop to like out of the top 10 for sure yeah. like over the last five games they dropped from like fourth place to ninth place and they will continue dropping because their defense was terrible so that's my concern obviously Claxton is Still amazing, but not enough on that roster to to give him, to give them top ten defense without KD. So with announcement that KD is out, I think two more weeks. Yeah, he could I, get back like one week before the All Star. So yeah, I, that's my only concern with this. It's it's a fair point, but plus seven hundred. I, I think yeah. I, I still believe that might be a little bit too far for that one. Yeah. But um, if you want to specifically go to this game, you talked about um, Draymond Green on all his overs, seven plus rebounds, five plus assists, eight plus points is plus one fifty. That's not a. I don't think that's a horrible spot to look at for Draymond Green. I think he's going to have some involvement in here today. Yeah, yeah. No bets. Fifty minutes. Uh... Uh, show. <laughs> I, I know we're listen, listen there's still there's still plenty of people watching this might yeah, be one of our, our highest viewed episodes actually yeah it's interesting it's fun all right so I, I think we I think we've given enough on that uh hopefully you guys can still kind of take some of the insight into this one hopefully you can kind of use your free bet take some of that maybe we can come back Monday and people talk about how they they won using some of these strategies but um, we still wanted to give you this show again, full transparency on no official picks, just because um, we don't want to force any anything that we wouldn't want you to bet. Uh, before we go, I did get a request to show just because we're doing we're free we're free handing today. Uh, I got a request to show how I would track a same game parlay into bet stamp. So I'll do that here just to show you guys. So let's say we are doing the Siakam twenty plus and Draymond Green. Seven plus, I forget. I, 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 let's say it's minus 120 there. Just to show you guys for your tracking purposes, because somebody did specifically ask me. So I'd go to Pascal Siakam on points. I would take the DraftKings line, and then I you can change it later. 
I would take the Draymond Green line. Let's do him on points as well. Throw the drafting line. Up here, you can change from singles to parlay. After you go into the game, go to player props, pick the players. When you go into the parlay, you click on either of these, and it pulls up a screen like this where you can manually adjust. So 7-plus would be over 6.5. Siakam was 20-plus, so that'd be over 19.5. And then I don't look... So their odds don't exactly match up to the amount. So I try to pick one that's close as possible for minus 120. I know that minus 285 and minus 280 together give you a full payout of minus 120. So then I track up to that. Um, hope that makes sense to the people who wanted that information. You just go to the parlay and track it like such. Also, there is a bet link setting for some books. So if you're ever, uh, let's say you want to use DraftKings, uh, when that is up and running, you also be able to bet link over there. But hopefully that provides so, some extra insight there. But uh, uh, thank you guys so much. Can yeah. I just say something like never do like, I know this is just an example, but just to give them something additional. So never do like demo green line 7.5, never bet 6.5. Like either they all, like leave him open and he, he scored 10 plus points or he doesn't cover it close to this line. So never use one point lower line like in in these scenarios. Yeah, yeah, of, of course. I'm yeah, just yeah, for the yeah, same no, game I, parlays I, alt lines. Yeah, I said like I know you just just giving them in one example, but just so they know that you don't deal with any mistakes like that in the future. Of course, um, yeah. and that's why we always do point five lines in the show because I track it as point five lines because yeah. if I do seven there, it will register as a push rather than a seven yeah. plus. Yeah just yeah. so everybody's aware. All right. Um, we appreciate lo- longest show we've ever done and there were no official bets. So we appreciate people who still came in to hang out with us on a Friday. Hopefully any insight that we gave that you do bet on, hopefully that does come to fruition and that does cash, but um, still a fun show in my opinion. And um, yeah, we'll see you guys on Monday with some more official picks. Uh, the forward progress channel is live right now doing NFL player props. If you want to go shift over there on YouTube, please like this. And subscribe on YouTube and rate and review five stars on podcasts. Me and myself, we're going to enjoy our weekends. We will see you guys on Monday.